0: All right, guys, Andrew Bobrows here. I want to talk about Staley's Notes for Monday and review my final thoughts on the game versus the Dolphins. Squish the fish. We got the dub. And uh, I want to give you my take on some of the things and give a coaching grade, which I think you guys are going to be a little surprised with. So, guys, let's get into it. All right, guys, as always, smash that like. Uh, sub please proliferate the videos out to other charger fans forums yet you, you name it right you know we're trying to get out there and have as many quality conversations with charger fans as much as possible and I'll tell you what guys like um, you know it we do this channel because we want to communicate with the fans we're not getting paid to do this it's something we just do on the side it's a lot of fun and engaging with the fan base that's why we do this so again let's get into the conversation on uh, Staley's full transcript from Monday's um, availability uh, with the, uh, you know, the media. So, all right, guys. So let me, let me adjust the screen here, get better. There we go. A little bit nicer looking. Okay, cool. So let's talk about Staley's transcript on Monday. Now, I will say this, guys, um, and I, I was going to talk about my, my first thoughts going into this. I want to discuss uh, the grades of the offensive and defensive side of the ball, right? And by the way, I love that you're seeing people like Telesco in here, the Spanos family. Guys, this is huge. I mean, to me, I, I want to see this all the time. And 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 just so you guys know, every victory speech, you always see these guys. They're usually always in the tunnel. They're there. And I just love it, right? I love I love that the the, the group is so connected. And that's a big part of it. And it's a big part of, of Brandon Staley. So I'm going to give a grade on the offense and the grade on the defense. Offensively, this is going to shock you guys. I'm going to give it a B B+. Can you believe that? I'm giving Lombardi a B-plus grade. Whoa! I know, right? Now, I'm going to go into why I'm going to give him a B+, plus, but I'll tell you what, he did a lot of really good things, and I'm going to talk about it a little later on through the notes. But I think uh, a lot of man, a lot of motion, a lot of interesting little uh, you know formations, I think. Uh, did a very good job calling a very good game, right? Now, I'm going to give this guy right here an A. Actually, I'm probably going to give him an A-plus now that I think about it because now I'm going to give him an A. I'm going to give him an A. I'm going to give him an A, not an A-plus. Right? It wasn't a perfect game offensively or, or defensively. But I will say this. Brandon Staley really showed me a lot this week um, with all the injuries and everything that he did. And I'm going to go into the notes. I'm going to go into the notes specifically on the defensive side of the ball with as many people out as we had. And he came up with a game plan that was absolutely solid and shut down the, the fish, of course, as you saw. And Again, the score the, we could have held them to a field goal, guys. Like literally that fluke fumble, and then that uh, that touchdown to Tyreek Hill after Mike Davis had fallen over. Right? I mean, bottom line, those were just fluke plays. They, they should not have happened, but they did. So, uh, you know, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the defensive game plan because I did a lot of research on specifically what he did. I've watched a lot of analysts talk about it, and and I really understand now specifically what he did and how he simplified the defense and why we were so, uh, you know prolific in stopping the pass and really even stopping the run, quite frankly, which I thought was very interesting. So again, we're going to go into that. So let's go into the notes. Um, and I got a couple of other videos that I'm going to talk about. Eric Smith's got a couple cool little um, articles that I want to talk about maybe on Thursday or Friday. Um, if we, if we don't go live uh, with my brother, James, not quite sure, but we'll see. Either way, guys, let's get into the notes, right? So the notes are pretty good. They're, they're really extensive, And the one thing I will say, and again, before I go into this, the one thing I will say about Brandon Staley, he's very good at why he does things. Um, I had an interesting interesting thought last night. Couldn't sleep as per usual. Um, I'm a horrible insomniac. But uh, I was laying in bed, and I was sitting there thinking about Brandon Staley. (laughs) Laying in bed thinking about Brandon Staley. Guys, I, I realize how that's as I'm saying it right now. I'm thinking about Brandon Staley the way he coached, right? Okay, let me just scratch that, reverse it. Um, But just understand he was doing a lot of really good things and he made a lot of really good adjustments um, in this game. Right. And, and again, we're going to go into those um, specifically, but one of the things that I think is really interesting when you look at his post game show, post game, post game interview, right. And he talked about specifically the defense and one of the, one of the, uh, the, the media folks asked him, Hey, well, you guys basically ran the same defense as the Niners, and he took offense to that. He was not really hyped on that conversation because – and he really is – we really did not run exactly the same thing, and we're going to go into as to why. But basically what the Niners did is they, they, they ran basically cover three, which is ultimately what Gus Bradley did, but they dropped a lot of their linebackers back because the Dolphins work the middle of the field because they have so much speed and they can break zone coverage, right? And the NFL is doing a lot of zone coverage, so – Brandon Staley came in with a completely different um, game plan. Now, what, what I found interesting, you know, and I was thinking about this a lot when I couldn't sleep last night. I'm, and I'm rambling a little bit here, but it was interesting to me how he basically broke down how to beat the Dolphins. Okay, think about that for just a second, guys. I wonder what the etiquette is on that, right? Think about that for just a second. He literally said, well, this is how we beat him. Now, they're playing the Bills. The Bills probably will do something very similar to what we did and what the Niners did. Now, again, the the NFL is a copycat league. That's why teams do well at the beginning, sometimes sputter at the end, and they're not adjusting. Specifically what Brandon Staley did, um, and again, I'm going to go into why we beat uh, the Dolphins, at least from his perspective, Um, but – But I just find it interesting that he's basically giving the game plan to the other teams that are going to be playing, the Dolphins, how to beat them offensively or defensively, how to beat their offense. I just thought that was really interesting. Now, again, we all know Tyreek was hurt. He was definitely limping. He definitely didn't have his full speed. You know, Tua had some sort of ankle injury, so maybe it was worse than, you know, anticipated. But again, he ran the ball. He did okay. You know, so uh, anyways. So I just thought that was really interesting how Brandon Staley is so open and talks so much about game plans and scheming. You got to wonder what the etiquette is. Like, can you really say that? Should you say that? Is that off putting? Is that a bad thing? Is he going to get a bad reputation for saying, Hey, this is exactly how we beat this team. I don't know. I'm really curious. What do you guys think in the comments below? Um, If that's, you know, a no, no, or, or, or not. Now I will say this guys. Now, there's one person I also want to highlight on this on this picture as well, too. And this is our man right here, Tom Telesco. I understand the argument that you know some of his picks have not been great. Jerry Taylor is a great example. But you know what? I see someone like a Ja Taylor. <laughs> um, Sear Taylor, man. That guy, he came he came out, he just balled it. He he came out and made things awesome. Now, again, is it all is it all Tom Telesco? No, but at the end of the day, he's the GM. He's the one picking these people, right? And you know, drafting them. And so Again, with Brandon Staley and Telesco and our scouting staff, I look, I I I think they did a very good job. And we're gonna talk more about Jasir Taylor in this, in this, uh, in the notes below, too. I'm already at almost 10 minutes, guys. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rambling on like crazy here at this point, but there's a lot to cover here and a lot of things for me to say. So, all right, let's finally get into it. All right, so let's talk about Joey Bosa. Look, he's a day-to-day type of situation. Again, they talk about Joey Bosa again later on in the in the article, which I thought was kind of interesting. But you know there there is some discussion. He may come back uh, this week. I kind of doubt it. But you know who knows. Um, you know we, we'll definitely see what happens. Um, you know who knows. I think anything's possible. Yada yada talks quite a bit about this now, all right? So so let's get into the defense and, and get into specifically what um, what we did to beat and squish the fish. Okay. Because it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. I'm gonna do a deeper video on this as well, and I really should do a video on Justin Herbert as well too. Maybe we'll talk about Herbert on Friday when uh, James and I um, go live, because I want to kind of go into specifically, you know, the the records he's broken, what he's done in his first three years, so just do a real quick recap of how how good he's been. Anyway, so let's go into that. We'll, we'll go to that maybe on Friday. I'm kind of thinking out loud at this point. Now, um, the couple things that I will we'll say here um, on. The, the defense disguised what they were doing quite a bit. Now I, w- I will say this: I, I, I kind of get that. I think we did a lot more disguises this game specifically because we had so many players that were out. Right, we didn't have Derwin James out there. We didn't have Sebastian Joseph Day, and we all kind of knew going into this game they were just going to run the ball up the middle, and we were just cr- weren't going to stop them. Right, um, you know, we kept them off the field like crazy, but again. I think we did a very good job of disguising some of the defense. And it was pretty much the same defense over and over again. They did not change things a whole lot up. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that a little later on. But again, as Brandon Staley says, it's a big part of why we play. It's it's the post-snap rotation. So when you're moving people around, showing blitz, dropping people back. And one of the things the Niners did very well was they dropped their linebackers back. You saw that a lot with K-9 and Drew Tranquil they were just batting paths up the middle. And the reason why that happens is because they have so much damn team speed up the middle is usually open. Right. And that's where you get the most vertical type of plays. So my point is, you know, we had to handle things very differently. So we did drop a lot of linebackers back as you guys saw, but we also did a lot of, you know, we played pretty physical up front. I'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. Um, you know, but again, you try and coordinate, you disguise what's, what you think is going to be there. And, and good, you have, to say mike mcdaniel's done a great job of coaching up tua because Tua, i don't know if you guys know this but he was actually leading leading passing efficiency i think he had like a 113 pass rating coming into this game and you know we shut him down i think he was a 35 you know 35 is horrible right and so you know mike mcdaniel's did a good job and again this is my argument again with with joe lombardi is that mike mcdaniel came in and made tua a better quarterback again my argument Lombardi's. I don't know that Joe Lombardi's making Justin Herbert a better quarterback. Okay, that's my that's always been my frustration with Joe Lombardi. In a nutshell, and and Mike McDaniel did a very good job of creating an offense around Tua to make him a better quarterback. And I think that's why well we saw them this year uh, do so well. But anyways, it's interesting to see how that played out. Um, anyways, they had to be very well coordinated. Safeties, linebackers, star DBs. Just Sir Taylor did a really nice job. And I, look, I I cannot say enough about John Taylor. Actually, and we did also see Leonard out there a little bit. He was mostly playing dime, but he was out there a little bit also. So, it's good to see these rookies get some playing time, right? Um, it's good to see. It's it's, it's good to see, right? And we're going to go into those injuries. They might see some more playing time again next week. So it's it's going to be interesting. So okay, so this this gets into the meat of how we beat. And I want I want to sit on this for a little bit and then, you know, kind of, you know, talk about this one on the amount of man coverage. Now again, I, on our post game show, we talked about us playing a lot of man. Well, this is interesting because Brandon Staley specifically says it was not man. Good question. We played a pattern match coverage, so that's a zone and a breakdown for you. It's quantified as a zone, but it's going to play like man to man a lot, which I think is very true, because again. My argument with zone in the NFL has always been that you play far off of the wide receiver and they can find those open spots in the zone. They can do screens. They can do just quick, quick little passes. And they they, they break the zone coverage, right? But it's kind of a bend, don't break type of situation. But what we did this week um, is get physical with them at the line. So they basically came up. I noticed Drew Tranquil even hit, hit Tyreek Hill a few times. He was literally up at the line, just, just hit him, just – just push him. You, you know, you can do that. Okay. You, you just can't hold him for a long time, but you just get in his face, smack his chest, you know, get him to, to move a little off. Right. And again, what that would do, and I think what it really did, it, was, it didn't really affect Tyreek specifically in his route running. It was more affecting Tua in his timing with Tyreek. That was the issue. Now, again, the other thing that we exposed with our defense is that we're basically showing that, look, if you can stop Tyreek, You're not going to have much of an offense at that point, right? Because – and that's really what we did. Now, again, you could argue, well, he did get two touchdowns. Yes, he did, one off a fluke play and one off another fluke play because, you know, Mike Davis fell over. But, again, get physical at the line and then drop back, right? And that's what they did. And so, um, look, and I just really felt like it went went well. Now, again, uh, he basically says that this is kind of how he was with the Rams as well. He's like, well, you're a heavy zone team. I've always thought the Chargers as being more of a heavy zone team. So I think it's really interesting. We're talking about pattern match coverage. So I'm going to do a little bit more research on this specifically and see if I can do a a, a quick video kind of explaining this a little bit more detail. But, I mean, for my personal edification, but at the end of the day, I like understanding the way that Brandon Silly thinks about this. But, again, in short, get physical at the line, cover your man as much as you possibly can, but you have two safeties up top. Um, to basically make sure that nothing gets on, uh, you know behind them, right? That's the whole point. Um, anyways, but we're a pattern match zone team. Pattern match zone team. So he's literally coming out and saying that's what we are. Now, the interesting thing about that is, is I, I keep asking myself this question. You know, I remember when J.C. Jackson was out there. Well, he didn't play that very well from what I saw, right? He really struggled to play man or even play zone. So he was, he just couldn't quite figure out how to do this. I think he's more of a man guy period. So, you know, when JC Jackson comes back sometimes next year, um, I would just put him up on his guy. You just take your number one guy off the, off the field or maybe the number two guy off the field and then have, um, you know, your second best corner man him up and then have covered uh, safety, safety help up top. Right. So I, you, know, you can kind of mix and match how that plays, but um, anyways, so Again, going into this as well, it doesn't play like zone. Um, you're dropping to a spot. There's a bunch of air in the covers. We didn't play that way. Our goal was to be close to them. Again, get physical at the line, uh, whether we were in pattern, match-to-match zone, or man-to-man. We played healthy amount of both, which I agree with. I think they did play a lot of man. And I I actually like us playing man a little more, especially like Mike Davis. I think Mike Davis is just like a J.C. Jackson. He's a, he's a poor man version of J.C. Jackson. I will tell you, but I think Mike – man, think about this. If we had Mike Davis and J.C. Jackson on the field, guys, come on. Come on. Because I really like Mike Davis. Mike Davis has played very physical, and he does a really good job. J.C. Jackson is very physical too. So I like the fact that if we had those guys out there, um, we would definitely be playing this better. I just think J.C. Jackson sort of struggled to sort of understand the concepts. But, again, we play close to them, and they, they were very physical. They just did not let them do it. now. And they, I'm going to go into why. Whether we're in pattern, match match. So we played a healthy amount of both last night, um, and the tape will reflect when you watch it. I don't know the exact numbers right now, but I think you'll see it's a healthy amount of both is what I'm talking about. so 50-50, which is pretty good. We certainly did not want – no, th- this is the point. Okay, well, why do the defense that way, right? We certainly did not want them running through us, right? And that's exactly my argument on zone. The problem with zone has always been they can find a hole. And if you look at really the way the Dolphins offense is schemed up, they they find holes in zones, right? And a lot of teams play zone. And now again, guys, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to watch the Bills game. I promise you the Bills are going to try and um, emulate what the Niners did and what we did to beat the Dolphins. So it'll be really interesting to see how they play. We certainly do not want them running through the areas, we felt like they've become just really, really tough to cover. And and, and he's exactly right. Because the problem is if you're not jamming at the line or, or, or moving them a different way, you're not going to stop them in any way, right? They're just going to find holes. They're good enough to find holes. They know how to do that. So anyways, I thought that was really interesting. Um, uh, play action on offense. And actually, you know, we talked quite a bit about that. And again, this is where i want to talk a little bit about Joe Lombardi. I think Joe Lombardi did a very good job of mixing things up. I think there was a lot of motion. There was a lot of moving the pocket, rolling Justin Herbert out. Justin Herbert squeezed out. He used his legs a lot more. I think that's when Justin Herbert at his best. I really feel like he, he's not – I wouldn't say he's a, he, he is a pocket passer, but I think he works better when he moves around, right? Because the nice thing about that also is that it makes the linebacker have to spy him specifically because he can't run. He's got good legs, right? He's fast. So again, with him moving in pocket and running these RPO plays, which quite frankly, he's not really running the option on it, right? He's, he's not tucking in and running frequently, if at all. In fact, I can't even think of a time he really did it this year at all. Um, it does open up the play action, right? And that's, that's, that's what Phil Rivers thrived on was play action pass. Um, so anyways, I thought it was really interesting. So definitely um is more what we want to play because again, if you're doing play action, you're getting a half step for those linebackers to be held, holding, then you can open up the the deeper, you know, passing routes. That's right? the whole point of the play action, right? If you if you can run the ball, they have to respect the run, they have to play closer into the box, opens up the passing lanes, and that's how you start beating people, right? And and again, we could talk about uh, Joe Lombardi's offense across the board. The problem is his offense is really based on beating the man in front of you, right? And that's why a Keenan Allen, a Mike Williams, is and, and, and a Josh Palmer is so important because there's no way any team can can cover all three of those guys. You definitely can't double cover all three of those guys. And so it makes it very difficult for them to match up. So anyways, so my whole point is the play action really opens up the pass, and that's what you saw, right? And and again, that's a big reason why we were so successful, plus again having Williams and Allen on the field. It was a first-time all season they've been on the field since I think week one. Right. So it was just really amazing to me. So anyways, um, you know, anyways, uh, anytime you can live that way, it's, it's really good. Herbert's, you know, anyways, we they talk a lot about that. Um, they we really didn't check down a whole lot this game as well, too, which I thought was great. Um, and again, having Mike Williams back with C- Corey Lindsley, can you not say enough about this guy, man? Look, I, I said this before, all the problems with when Corey Lindsley went out Right. He is that good, guys. I am such a believer in Corey Linsley. Right? And you have to think about what he does as a center. Um, he's the one that throws up the protection schemes. He's the one that moves the pockets left and right. Now, again, Justin Herbert can always say, no, I don't want that to happen. And by the way, Herbert did audible quite a bit um, this week, which I thought was great. against One of the things that I keep saying that Herbert needs to continue doing is taking control of the offense. He did a lot of that. So I thought that was really good. And again, Corey Lindsay did a good enough job helping the running game. Again, we got a lot of rookies out there, man. Left tackle, right tackle, Zion Johnson. We got three rookies out there. Three rookies. And dude, there's there's two veterans on that field, guys. And that's why when a wheel claps out there, you just don't get the same type of production, right? So having Corey Lindsley back, man, I just hope he could stay healthy all season, man. I just the rest we need him. We need him. So um Anyways, what are your thoughts on Corey Lindsay? Right. Cause I sit back and I just think about him, you know, to me week two, when, when he went out then Trey Pipkins went out and then Justin Herbert had his cracked ribs. Oh my God. I mean, that was just huge for me. Right. That would, that just destroyed the, the, the season for us for the most part. Right. So very interesting to see. So, and by the way, just Taylor. So I, I will tell you, you know, what, one of the, one of the big knocks against Bryce Callahan is that he's hurt a lot. Well, he got hurt finally. Um, but holy smokes, Jesier Taylor came in and did such a great job. Now I'm going to read. I'm going to read a, a good majority of this because, again, it goes back to what I already said about Tom Telesco. Here, guys, say what you want to say about Tom Telesco. I've never been a big believer that it's really the general manager's fault, right? There's a lot of people behind the scenes that make decisions on draft picks, um, and I and I and I really believe they do a lot of work to pick players. And the thing that I have loved about the Chargers is we don't have cantankerous players in the locker room. Everyone on the Chargers football team are likable people, great attitudes, and they're good players that can do multiple things. Right, and this is a great example of it right here. So I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show this. So, so in my opinion, I think Tom Telesco is, he does a good job. I could argue he's probably not the best GM in the league, sure, but again, I. I I would also argue you don't have to be the best GM in the league, right? Especially when you have someone like a Brandon Staley, who's there really telling people who we should go get anyways, or who he wants, you know, he did that. So anyways, um, let's go into this. Um, he has a lot of character Xs we, we value in the secondary. And that's why we draft him. A lot of, uh, a lot of legwork and pre-draft. Now, I, I, I don't know how much really that is the case, but probably they probably knew that they could get him late in the draft. Um, uh, very competitive, really smart, and sync to player. DB characteristics, yada yada. Here's the thing that I do like about this: he kind of has, has the DB characteristic that you look for in terms of being able to be a versatile corner, star, money, safety. Oh, excuse me, safety, money. Probably do all that. He's a good special teams player, and he, we've seen that already this whole season. He's done a fantastic job in special teams. I mean, he's been a. We saw him blitz. He blitzed. Yeah, tackle zone coverage. He did. He was all over the field, and you know. For a damn rookie, that is awesome, guys. And, I'm t- and I've am and i said this time and time again. When you see a Jamari Sawyer step in, left tackle, guys. Six-round draft pick. He steps in, and he, you, you really don't miss a beat from a Pro Bowl left tackle? Dude, guys, that's huge. Again, say what you want to say about Tom Telesco. Say what you want to say about Tom Telesco. But first and foremost, this guy right here is Zion Johnson. Our first-round pick has been an absolute stud. Tom Telesco picked him first well, Brandon Saley, probably, but also Jamari Sawyer. Actually, where's Jamari? I thought I saw him in this photo. No, he's not here. Um, but then, you know, just here, Taylor. The one that I will say that's been a bit of a bust is uh, JT Woods. I've been a little bit frustrated with him, but, you know, we'll see what happens with him specifically. Um, and I think part of the reason why he's not out there is that that our safeties had a really good game. I think they did a very good job, um, you know, playing together, which I thought was really interesting. So, anyhow. Um, so, uh I thought jaw was definitely one of the reasons why we won the football. game. Okay, man. Let me just say this too. We went after him a lot, right? They, they say, Hey, he's a rookie. Let's go beat this guy up. And they didn't beat him. They didn't beat him. There was a, I think there was two plays. I think Waddle got that I saw, but other than that, man, they he pretty much shut everybody down. So anyways, this is pretty interesting. I don't want to talk to you about this or run defense was um getter. Uh, again, there was just a couple scrambles, uh, but look, I really think we did fairly well. Kyle I got a sack. I thought that was really great. You know, he looks like he's finally making some moves to be an edge rusher. You know, my argument is that he's just not fast enough. I think that's his biggest problem. He just does not have that get up and go. But, you know, trying to scheme things open for Khalil Mack, you know, Rump did okay, you know, yada, yada. But, man, we really are missing Joey Bosa. That's why people keep asking about him specifically. The Morgan Fox, the thing about Morgan Fox is he's a better version of Jerry Tillery, in my opinion. Jerry Tillery, you know, was supposed to be a Morgan Fox. You know, Tillery was supposed to be the guy that would come out there and, Really be a pass rusher um, on the defensive line up the middle, but Morio Foxes does it so much better. Um, and that sack he got on too, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, was just amazing. So um, uh, Chris Hinton, Tyler Davidson, they were all stout. I think. I think they did. A, I was blown away, you know. And and Tyler actually did fairly well from what I could see. But Kenneth Murray did great. Drew Tranquil did great. Look, look. I think. I think overall the defense. Again, the defense got a game ball. The defense got a game ball. I don't know if you guys saw the post-game show, but the defense got a game ball. I'll actually link it in the description below. Take a look at it. So, I mean, I can't say enough about everybody. And again, again, this guy, just here Taylor. In fact, I thought he would have gotten a game ball. I thought he didn't. Um, You know, but maybe the entire defense was was probably good. But, you know, I'm really hoping that we see a little bit more of this production again next week because, you know, it's going to be tough. We're going to be playing the (laughs) – titans pretty pretty damn good team but they are reeling a little bit so it'd be really interesting to see how we play them moving forward this next week um all right khalil Mack. i don't really want to go too into this look at the end of the day he's getting double teamed it's just they just know as far as a pass rush is concerned you just got to stop Mack. um it's it's you know until we get bosa back i just would not expect much to happen there and again i've said this over and over again if if we could have had M- bosa and mac out there the entire season who knows what we would be record wise i mean it's just just so so big not having them both out there which is really pr- pretty tough um that <laughs> that late fumbled snap which was just absolutely ridiculous to me it was one of the craziest plays i think i've ever seen right you know um uh you know you know the football gods you never know what they're thinking and again we were right there the goal line, you know, about to put the game away. And, you know, it was just amazing seeing what they did. Um, the onside kick was about another frickin' attack. I, you guys talked talked about it at in our chat thread on our post-game show with Bolt Dad. I thought that was really interesting. Um, anyways, but I really like the way the team hustled in general. I really think that's what we what got us the game. I mean, we could talk about coaching all day. And I think the coaching staff did a very good job of getting our team ready, but our players still went and ex- executed. Right, I think the defense said, "Hey, nobody believes in us, but we believe in each other. Let's go out and make it happen." And they just kicked ass. And I was just, it was just so excited to see, you know, all the above. And it, it, the one thing I will say about this too, and th- this is the thought that I had on this, it's good to see some of these damn fumbles go our way for a damn change, right? How many times as Charger fans have we seen the fumble hits the ground and he just goes to them and they win the damn game, or it's just it, we don't get a. You know, we're the one team the entire season in the NFL that the other team gets a recovered onside kick, things of that nature. Right. That that's the Chargers. And so it's good to see these things, you know, kind of go our direction uh, for a change, which I think is pretty cool. So I do like he said, the football gods here. Right. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to be said. And, Again, we are the turnover margin right now. I think we're plus five now at this point, which is great, and that's that's awesome. And one of the things I'll also say too, ball security has been great too. I've I was watching, um, you know, Williams, and I was watching Allen quite a bit, and they did a really good job of hold ball as they were about to take any type of punishment or any type of hit. I remember watching also Monday Night Football, the Patriots and the Cardinals, and DeAndre Hopkins. When that game fell off the, the rails for the Cardinals was really when DeAndre Hopkins fumbled that ball. And, you know, again, that was just ball security. He didn't do a good job, and he and he, he lost the game. You know, well, it wasn't just him, of course, but, you know, it was, it was an issue. So ball security is huge. I, I like that our team is getting very good at that for the most part. We're protecting the ball. Um, Rashawn Slater, I don't really want to go too deep into this. There's, there's a potential for him to return. I think he will probably return, but it would be very late in the season. Uh, you know, maybe the last couple of games, who knows? You know, maybe playoffs, who knows as well, too. Same thing with Joey Bosa. I think Bosa has a shot of coming in this week. I, I will say this: I don't think they want to push it too much. But I'm telling you right now, even a half Bosa would be better than a full, you know, Kyle Van Noy. Quite frankly, Kyle Van Noy has been good, but not great. And so, uh, I'd be interested to see how that would play out. And it would be interesting to see also if Bosa came back, what they would do with Kyle Van Noy. I would be curious to see if they would move him to sort of like a, a Morgan Fox type of position. Or maybe they'll make him run middle linebacker a little bit as well too, because I think he's probably better than Kenneth Murray to some degree. I think he's a better coverage quarter or a linebacker than Kenneth Murray. Um, so it, it would be interesting to see what would happen um, if Bosa comes back. Uh, you know, but we'll see. But he's healing well. Um, you know, again, so w- we'll see where it comes back with. Again, they talk more about Rashawn Slater. Uh, I thought this a pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw, but if you watch the um, the post game show, uh, you know he he spiked the the ball. He got. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that down here as well too. But, but you know, I'm mean, like going to trouble with just with feel. I'm just going to let him interpret his feeling for you guys. I'm sure uh, that would be a fun process. Look, Herbert's a competitor, man. You know and the one thing that I have loved about him, he does not have an ego, right? And and I. I I could really point fingers at a lot of guys in the NFL that I think just have egos and they're and they're there just, oh, I'm the best guy in the world, blah, 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 whatever. But you know what, Justin doesn't play that way, right? He knows that it's a t- it takes a team to succeed. Um and it's a big part of it, right? You know, you can't win individually, right? And I think Justin Herbert knows that. Um, but it's I think I think probably what he was also feeling here was, hey, my guys are back on the field, right? He's not gonna come out and say, Oh, it's nice that I don't have to throw the ball seven times to DeAndre Carter or, you know, Mike Bandy, you know, or, or check down to Austin Eckler, right. I can move the ball downfield with authority with, you know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, those guys are just special and they know how to, to work together. So knock on wood, I hope they stay healthy uh, the rest of the season. Anyways, uh, his teammates are a big thing. There's a lot of things I could discuss on that specifically. I'm getting – I'm already over 30 minutes, guys. Let me get close to wrapping this up, and I'll give you my final thoughts. Um, Anyways, I don't want to talk too much into this. Um, I don't know. This whole herbert to a conversation just kind of bothers me. I just kind of feel like they're really not the same type of quarterbacks. That's not good, bad, or different, but, but at the end of the day, I think that I, – I don't know. It's a little weird to me. I just I'm tired of this conversation of who does what, right? Because I think I was arguing with one of the um, Raider fans on one of the videos, and they were talking about how Justin Herbert's like a fifth or tenth ranked quarterback in the league. I'm like, you are absolutely crazy. He's like, Joe Burrow's better. I'm like, look, no, Joe Burrow's got you know Jamar Chase, and you know this entire season, Herbert's had a lot of scrubs out there, right? He hasn't had people to throw the ball to, and so. You know, I I just think what Herbert has gone through, crack ribs and all, beat up offensive line, everything he has done. Guys, he has every right to have every bit of celebration after that game because he kicked ass. He had had his team back, and I thought that was great. Um, It was just awesome, you know. Uh, Anyways, I thought the two-minute, you know, offense at the end was awesome. We just did a great job. Anyways, I – you know, and two is a great quarterback too. I think two is great, but again, what, what we showed in this game specifically defensively is is we exposed their offense. So it'll be very interesting to see. My prediction, if you guys are betting, I would probably say you should probably bet against um, you know the fish next week. I do think the Bills will probably beat them, but you never know. You see what happens. Um, but it's interesting. Um, uh, uh, let's see. So, um, you know, I think the red zone. Um, has been a bit of an issue for us this season. I don't want to go too deep into this as well, too. And We might want to talk about this more on Friday. I think I would like to go into this a little more. I will say this. Joe Lombardi did a really good job of red zone calls. The one that actually scored, I actually disliked that call when we ran it to the left side. Guess who was there? Storm Norton. Um, and I didn't expect us to to score there, but, you know, uh, Austin Eckler was just not going to be denied, and he got that touchdown. So it was just really awesome to see, um, you know, what we did now. One thing I will say, Brandon Silly did say that at the end of the, you know, the end of the performance, that um, he said we can play better. He actually said we did not um, execute in all three phases of the games, and one of it was because of the red zone. We did not score enough in the red zone. What well, scoring is in touchdowns, and I really believe that. I think we can be a lot better now. There were some schemes that he did well. Now that one to DeAndre Carter, where he threw the ball when DeAndre was in motion. I thought that was a great play call. DeAndre Carter just slipped. And I think I think if he stayed upright, caught that ball, made one move, he only had to beat one guy, and we would have scored. So I like that play call. I like what we saw, and I like the moxie this team has continued to show anyways as well too. But, again, did pretty well on penalties. We did pretty good things. Um, anyways. let's go to injury updates, and then we'll wrap up here pretty soon. Bryce Callahan, Sebastian Joseph Day, Trey Pipkins will be at practice this week, which is great. So all three of these guys will most likely be back. Um, You'll see them practice Thursday. Derwin James uh, is still day to day. So it would be interesting to see. I'm curious to see if Derwin James plays. Um, I'm kind of a believer in keeping him out with the way that our two safeties played this last week. I think Gilman and, and Nas showed some things. So I'm kind of okay with them maybe keeping Derwin out for another week, you know, if possible. But, you know, who, who knows, right? The one thing that you learn about this coaching staff specifically is they're not going to rush people back. They keep talking about Bosa and all this and that. And it's very clear they're not going to rush people back because they don't want people getting hurt, right? You know, you don't want to see a second injury, and and that just starts getting, uh, you know, more difficult, right? Um, so I'm going to leave this with a little bit more of partially my 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 thoughts. Now, everything I saw, final drive with Harry and oh my gal, Haley would mm, Haley, hit me up, girl. You got my number. Message me. Let's make this happen. Anyways, um, apparently the, the week of practice, everyone knew all these guys were going to be out, and everyone just counted them out. Ah, they suck. The fish are going to uh the Chargers, yada, yada. I think the defense came together and said, look, let's shut them up. They did, right? That's one of the things that SJD did a really good job. Or not SJD, pardon me, um, Asante Samuel Jr. Um, did a really good job of – I guess his family even came out and said, "Yeah, we don't, we don't think you're going to win." Yada yada. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting. So, and this is a good point. It, it, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this, and then, then we'll go from there. Defining the plan, make sure your guys really understand why we're doing everything and what we're doing. One of the things, Brandon Staley I really do like doing, um, putting them through the paces. Now, again, they they basically made things very simple. Jam the line, stay on your man. You got safety coverage up top. Jam the line, stay in your man. You got safety coverage up top, jam the line, cover your man. And you got safety coverage up top. Again, I'm a big believer. We should play that way every week. And again, we showed that we are very good that way. And I don't know why we don't play it as often. I get the concept of zone. I do get the concept of zone and it's hard with certain things, but I think also we knew we pretty much just needed to stop waddle and also Tyreek Hill. So in short, what we saw here is they kept things very simple. Jam them at the line and safety coverage up top. And that was pretty much the game plan from what I saw. And then drop your linebackers, right? So K-9 and go uh, right up the middle, they did a really good job of breaking up a few passes. So anyways, there's a whole lot there. As, as a coach, I'm never going to take that for granted. That they played really hard. I thought that we played for each other and thought that was that, that's why they were able to win the game right I really do believe that the scheme that they came up with was very simplified very easy very simple and again it was kind of a mix between zone and man which I thought was a nice little mix so interesting to see if they that's, that's how it goes moving forward um, Michael Davis kicked ass man man I tell you what dude I've, I've been very into nice him um, he did a great job. He did a great job. He's been taking that fight to the opponent and playing with confidence. We love coaching him. You know, I don't know if you guys realize, but, you know, there was there was some talk about Mike Davis being let go because, you know, we, we did sign JC Jackson and it was like, okay. And look, this guy always battles, man. This guy always battles. And I'm and I I'm so appreciative. He went to BYU. I saw him play quite a bit in college. But, you know, he steps up to the challenges um, that, that he goes out there. Um, Again, this is – boy, there's there's so much I could talk about here. One of the biggest things here, again, you know, unlimiting the Dolphins offense, again, damn them at the line, cover your man, safety help up top. That was the game plan, guys. That really was the game plan. We really didn't even stack the box, which kind of – I actually expected us to stack the box a little bit more, but we really didn't do that. Um, anyways, so, again, you don't want these guys running free. They really just made sure they did not running free, and they tried to limit the timing – from Tua, right? They just didn't allow him to feel comfortable or, hey, oh, this guy's going to be here at this time. It's a big part of the NFL is really timing patterns and making sure, you you know, this guy is here at that right, right time. He did a great job. I, I really love how he did. Um, I think he really solidified his spot the second on the team. But really I should see what happened with Sony Michelle. I haven't seen him at all out there, but JK has done a great job. Interesting seeing him perform well. A better A better true running back then an Austin Eckler, I, I do, I do kind of suspect we may see some more Josh Kelly this next game as well, too. I, I, I think he did a very good job and some of these cutbacks he made were very good. So um, anyways, four sacks, it was kind of interesting. One of the interesting things I thought about right here was, uh, was our boy on the other side of the ball. What was his name? Um, Phillips. Yeah, Dylan Phillips. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he grew up a charger fan. And uh, he was there. LT was his biggest, biggest fans. He was actually, LT was actually at the game. So he grew up a Charger fan. So it was really interesting seeing, um, you know, you know, Jalen have a great game. And, and, you know, it it, it was really interesting seeing how that worked out. I think we did enough, but for for having three rookies online, we did a good enough job. And I think this is where Herbert's really good. He's good at moving. And this is why I think moving him outside the pocket, bootlegs, shifting the line those are good things in the game plan. I think that's, and Lombardi did a good job of that. This game, it's one of the things that I, again, I've been pretty frustrated with because I just feel like we're just doing this base protection. And I don't think that works very well with Justin Herbert. So again, there's a lot more we could discuss here on this. Uh, but yeah. Go ahead and take a look at that. I thought this was funny too. Um, <laughs> Herbert spiked the ball. this was basically the NBC, NBC night football. That's the ball he was given. So he walked in with it. And he just spiked it on the ground, which I thought was really interesting. So, yeah, I think that, but this kind of says a lot to me about Justin Herbert specifically. I don't think he cares about accolades. He just wants to get better and he wants to play with a good team, uh, you know, a good team um, around him. And I find that really interesting because, you know, a lot of players, they they play with a lot of ego. I think Justin Herbert really doesn't care about that. Herbert just wants to get better and wants to continue challenging himself um, and playing with people that he wants to play with. And so, anyways, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> uh okay here we go this is kind of funny um yeah anyway, let's talk about i don't want to talk about that um uh talk about this horse fumble that was kind of interesting I, I thought that was kind of a whole weird fluky situation all right i'm gonna wrap up here guys this this video is getting very long i'm getting extremely long-winded but look again uh Brandon Staley, I'm giving him an A on this. I think his defensive game plan was absolutely amazing. Did a great job with a lot of holes in that defense. But I want to continue to see us play with that type of conviction. You know, whether Derwin James can play or not this week, I want to see those guys out there, you know, play and hustle the way they did. Secondarily, Joe Lombardi did a very good job. I think I gave him a a B plus, um, And I think he did a very good job of moving the pocket, keeping Her- Herbert as clean as he possibly could with three rookies on the line. But bottom line, guys, it was a great team win. I still think we can improve. That's the one thing that I will say about this team specifically. This team still has so much more upside potential. So much more upside potential. But it's interesting seeing how we're playing right now. And the good news is we're playing at the time it matters. Hopefully getting a playoff spot moving forward. I'll tell you right now, it's looking good. Right now, the Dolphins don't look great. Okay? Right now, uh, the Jets don't look amazing, right? looks like they're... Uh, Um, might have Zach Wilson back in there. He's a BYU guy, but he hasn't been playing awesome. Mike White doesn't look amazing, so who knows? The Bills aren't looking incredible. But, you know, who does look good is the damn Chiefs, right? So, and again, we've we've played them down to the wire. So if we see them in the playoffs, you know, I feel pretty confident that we have an opportunity to beat them. So, I mean, if we can play the way we played against the Dolphins, right? So the next one is going to be the Titans. I'm very curious to see how that plays out, right? But I like the physicality that we saw in that game. And I think it's a good thing. So it's good to see our, our coaching staff do a good job of motivating these guys to step up and, and kick ass. So, guys, what do you guys think? I know this is getting a little long. It's a 45-minute video here. But, guys, what do you guys think? How do you think we coached, right? What would you What would you grade Lombardi and Brandon Staley specifically? Would you give them the same grades I gave them? But, uh, guys, as always, Andrew Bolt Bros here. See you guys in the next one.